You're listening to Beyond the Chart, where we go off the record with Baton Rouge General's medical elite. I'm your host, Brogan Taj. Let's get charting. Welcome back to Beyond the Chart. I'm still your host, Brogan, and it's officially 2022, making this our first episode of Beyond the Chart Season 2. To kick off this new season, I brought an internet celebrity on the podcast today. Dr. Sunjay Juneja is known as the Unk Doc on TikTok, but here at Baton Rouge General, he's known as our Chief of Oncology. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Juneja. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. You want to just jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. So I'm a hematologist and oncologist. I went to uh, Shreveport to do all my training, med school, residency, and, and fellowships. Uh, my wife as well. We were both hematologists and oncologists and came back down to my hometown in Baton Rouge, uh, where I grew up and went to LSU. Um, but I think most people know me more because of my kind of online presence uh, mm-hmm. with social media. It's mostly serendipity, but but I now have the, you know, the Onk yeah. Doc is my, is so, my yeah, brand. Tell us about being TikTok famous. Yeah, so it's 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 been crazy, and it wasn't you know something with intention. Uh, when you kind of become a medical you know doctor influencer, you get into little circles where you get put on WhatsApp groups and stuff. And a lot of the other influencers around the country, they've you know they had Twitters and they were always like like going for it. But mm-hmm. for me, I just had a video or two that was viral. I was spending my last year of fellowship, uh, my chief fellow year in Shreveport, while my wife and kids were in Baton Rouge. So I was like, let me just do something right brained, mm-hmm. right? Because TikTok is not so academic. It's like, you have to be creative, you have to whatever. Yeah. And then... So yeah, what, like, how do you navigate, like, being a creator and keeping your content funny and relevant, but also, like, getting important information out there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging, but it's fun, um, because it really does make you use your right brain, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to get in the monotony of, of kind of saying the same stuff the same way. And then you realize that there's a different kind of delivery where you can really be creative and that's what obviously people really appreciate on tiktok and and on instagram is is how do you grab their attention and then almost like passively or secretly Mm -hmm. teach them something that'll just kind of like stick and that's been a really enjoyable part and more than anything been really humbling on the reception of how much people want to know really ultimately about these kind of things you know otherwise they wouldn't have views and so what do you think it is that makes people like want to follow you and stuff well i think it's the content for sure you know it's hard to find like credible information there's no policing on the internet anymore anyone can write whatever so it helps to be a physician but then to be in a space or a medium where it just kind of pops up and you weren't really looking for it and you're like whoa this is really interesting and i you know the anemia applies to me or my mom or dad had cancer or whatever it is and you're learning it in a way that's just more kind of engaging and and trendy so it doesn't feel like you're quote-unquote learning or studying right do you uh like come up with an idea for a video or do you thought like oh this is a trend how can i make this like into a thing like what's what's your process so so it used to be it it mostly is a trend so you really want to do things that are quote-unquote trending hence the name and then you want to but a lot of times the trends aren't medical at all, right? So That's they're like fair. they're they're ad libs and stuff. And then, well, how can I make this a either like a little anecdote or something funny that you know medical yeah. people would understand Usually in residency? On TikTok, it's a, a sound is trending, right? Exactly. And you just do some med humor. So a lot of my following is med, or there's an education piece I want to make towards. It. Believe it or not, my wife has actually 
uh, kind of the mastermind for a lot of it uh, and very not social media or yeah. technology savvy. So she's like, well, you should make this concept. And then it, sure enough, it fits on the trend. So awesome. Do your, uh, obviously your wife is supportive, but do your colleagues ever like make fun of you for doing TikToks? At first, for sure. I think, I think they did, but it's, uh, I mean, cause it's definitely a different, this is a different space. This is a different platform. Like, right. Doctors, this wasn't a part of like, it know, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, but now, I mean, it's, you know, I've had the national, you know, centers for American Cancer Society be the match, the Cumulant Lymphoma Society. I've partnered with all of them on social media education pieces. I do podcasts with them. So it's really, it's kind of this weird niche of like transitioning between something that was just social media and more like, you know, from a personal brand to something that's like a very useful educational tool. And and I just uh, signed with the Medical Learning Institute who got a big federal grant to talk about CAR-T therapy in leukemia. And they're like, you know, we want you to be our moderator for our three podcast series. So it's just, it's really cool that you can find this new novel space between mm-hmm. something that's entertaining and engaging, but also very, uh, makes delivering information very accessible. Yeah, awesome. So kind of on that same vein, in a second ago, you were talking about anemia. I, I saw a lot of your TikToks went viral talking about that. Is that a big problem for people? Uh, like to it dive is. into that a little more. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think people can appreciate that because there's obviously like, you know, degrees of like seriousness on things. And, and that's why, at least as a blood cancer doctor, we have something called benign. When we practice benign things, that means mm-hmm. they're not malignant. They're not cancerous. But they're benign. And so anemia is one that's easily kind of written off just because it's not life-threatening for mm-hmm. the most part unless it's you know critical but at the same time it can also have like it can come with a lot of quality of life issues or debilitating mm-hmm. issues and and you know unfortunately women especially menstruating women they're just in some places in the country told that it's just oh you're just going to be anemic until you stop mm-hmm. having cycles so as if it's normal to just be a hemoglobin of nine like that's not i mean it's 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 not normal and that's not okay and then and a lot of people don't know that you can just start taking iron if you're iron deficient mm-hmm. and have a complete change in the quality of your life instead of waiting till you're 50 and then menopause comes so it's not like you know like the quality yeah. of life has its own problems there so that's i think what people find interest in and especially too like a ton of people are iron deficient and not anemic and and still have symptoms like restless leg debilitating mm-hmm. i had somebody write on one of my uh, videos so she was like i have been on my fourth centrally acting medication from a neurologist, like, you know, mm-hmm. so, like, almost a sedative on disability from work. And she was really like, loved doing the work that she did. And she's like, I saw your TikTok. I had my iron checked. I wasn't even anemic. I did iron repletion. My, my iron is replete now. And my restless legs are gone and all the meds are gone and I'm back at work. And that's one person yeah. from one video and, and it took off four medications and, and that person, they're back at work. That's you know, awesome. and and it's neat because you get a reach. Whereas if I see twenty people in clinic, I can teach twenty people. It took me fifteen years to learn all this, mm-hmm. or I can teach four million people in one in one sixty second video. So mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to argue why you know if the doctor oh doctors shouldn't be on. It's like you're perpetuating knowledge that you've like really kind of aggregated over a long period of time. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about like other facets of your job besides, you know, being TikTok famous and like this anemic and stuff. Like what is being an oncologist? It's very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times you get the question like, you know, well, why are you doing, you know, oncology? I could never do that. Or isn't it depressing? And, and it really is. My wife and I feel very strong. It, it, How did it, you get to like picking this as, you know, your career? Yeah. Well, I was saying like, it's an honor to be able to, to, to be able to care for somebody when they're very ill and scared. And so 
for me, it was I lost my eyesight in high school and uh, really I mean, legally fully blind for a couple of weeks. And then people would always ask me you know, after the fact when I shared the story, like, oh, weren't you terrified you'd never get your eyesight back? And I was like, you know, it's really strange, but I never was. And then I thought about it and I was like, that's because my ophthalmologist, Dr. Grenier, he works at Auctioner actually, and he really broke down every step of like what was wrong. Okay, mm -hmm. you have iritis, your pressures are high, this is why I'm doing this, why I'm dilating. And he gave me these like micro steps to achieve. And when I was goal oriented and knew what to expect as well as what to hope for, it it just knowledge is empowerment. That's what my whole handle is. And and I think when you apply that to cancer, it's very, very salient because it can be extremely looming and, and and scary and derailing. But then the more you learn and the more you know and the more you're educated, and remember doctor means in Latin teacher, that more education you can give, people just, you just see the strength. And that yeah. goes back to what I was saying earlier is that like, it's not, it's not, tolerance as an oncologist it's, it's you're walking into the rooms of people that like are 10 times stronger than you are and you see them evolve from being very scared to very empowered and um it's just a humbling field to be able to do that and it's very challenging because you know treatments are coming out like crazy like mm -hmm. crazy now more than ever it's not all yeah. chemo it's not all poison it's not what you've heard from you know our parents and our grandparents so it's an exciting field from that sense to be a part of too awesome so I like to do some rapid fire questions. Yeah. Uh, you ready? You want to do this? I'm ready. Let's do it. What is your New Year's resolution? Uh, my New Year's resolution this year. I'll have to think on that one. Okay. That's, uh, I know you said rapid fire. It's okay. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody in med school right now? I would say don't be afraid to ask all the questions and it doesn't have to be just academic but this is the one time where you're really allowed to just like learn even like if you're having doubts about things or not sure about what specialty you want just ask 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 because the availability of all that goes away when you're when you're out so really be curious and 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 self-invested what's it like working in the same field as your wife like literally the same job. Yeah, same in job. Same practice. We were sharing an office last few years. Uh, it's it's great. I mean, it's wonderful because you know you don't get to spend that much time with somebody. Sometimes if you work long hours, like we often do, um, so it's it's nice to be able to like have the social parts, like hey, we pick up the kids or we should do this on the weekend, and then also bounce off questions off of each other. So I think it takes a very strong relationship between the two to make it happen. But um, it's something I'm. I wouldn't be where I'm at without her, so it works out Is well. Is it ever competitive? No. No? No, no. The field of oncology, I mean, they call it practicing for a reason. You're literally practicing your whole life to try to get better. You know, if we were surgeons or something, it may be different. Yeah. But, uh, and we're, we're both, maybe on bone marrow biopsies, we're both very good at them. So, uh, you know, we may talk, you know, back and forth on that every now and then. Do you prefer salty or sweet foods? Um, I'll have to say sweet for sure. Yeah, I could take What's out a your, whole... What's like, your go-to sweet I love like Girl Scout cookie season, the Samoas. Mm. Like I could take out a whole box like in yeah. five minutes. Um, so I love those. I love Oreos and yeah, pretty much anything sweet I'm obsessed with. Are you reading any books right now? Currently, I am reading basically what's called the the three minute rule. It's by a buddy of mine, Brant Pincevich. He's very successful. Um, he was in TV and production and stuff, but now he really teaches people how to not repurpose but take their purpose and be able to make it in a 
desirable and relatable way. And so he does that for a lot of startups and stuff. And uh, he's just got a, got a series on how to, everyone has some brilliant idea. Everyone listening to this has something expe- like exceptionally unique and special about them, right? But how do you find the translation in the delivery of whether it's by words, whether it's by creating TikToks, whether it's writing you have to get that unique, special sauce that you have out. Mm-hmm. And um, books that if you have a trouble doing that or even finding it, books will help you find that and get it out there. Because for everyone that is special, there's about a thousand people that need to hear it from you in your special way, whatever that thing is about you. So I always try to encourage people to 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 seek that out as well. Awesome. What's, the, what's your favorite TikTok you've made? Not like the most viral, but like the one you're like, wow, I'm really proud of this. Um, I would have to say it was the one about uh, green bananas. Um, okay. I get a little emotional when I talk about it, but I had a patient that, uh, you know, she was very, you know, engineer, had a very, was very mechanical about the questions and stuff. And then at the end of our third visit, when things got warmer and, and, and she felt good about her oncologist, she said, so you're saying I can still buy green bananas. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. I don't know. And she's like, that means I'm not dying tomorrow. I can buy green bananas and be around long enough to be able to see them turn yellow. And I was like, yeah, I was like, this is first line therapy. You'll get X, Y, Z. And that took care of her for like probably eight to 12 months. And and every now and then she'd pop that question up, you know, so I, still green bananas. And then, then the day came when they, you know, she's like, so yeah. I can't buy green bananas. I'm like, that, you know, that's true. And that crushed me when yeah. she said it. But, uh, but I hope people watch and listen to that and just remember, you know, the extent of problems people have in their personal lives and maybe kind of highlight why we should be, you know, kind to each other. What's the best part of your job? Um, gosh, it would have to be the victories. So people always think about, um, you know, with cancer, they're like, if you cured it, it's a victory. If you didn't, it's not. And that's just not true. And that's why a lot of people say, like, you know, a battle with cancer, you're going to fight it, be a fighter. Like, there is a high yield of sensitivity that's to be desired before using those terms because it is an entity we can't cure in some circumstances. And it's not a failure and you didn't lose if you didn't. So it's all like you redefine what the victory is. So if you get that response or you made it on your trip and and we delayed chemo, you know, a week or two, but it didn't, you know, matter because the restaging scans look great. And, you know, we know it's in non-curative. That's a victory. And so it's all about, again, repurposing kind of what I was saying earlier. Like just remember how fi- finite life is, how big problems can be and celebrate the victories. And I think being able to be a part of those victories with people that are much bigger and stronger and, you know, inspire my wife and I to work every day. Like, you know, what better, like what more humbling and and honorable thing, like honor could there be to be able to do that? That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want our audience to know? Um, yeah, I think just that, you know, like be, just be kind and, and, and we're reminded every day, you know, we have plenty of patients in their twenties and thirties that are facing an illness that, at least by current treatments, you know, a year or two max and, and, and you see the problems and you're in the room, but you're not in their shoes. But it's just, when you think that way, it just makes you so much more tolerant of everything around you and the problems just a little or significantly less, you know, obtuse. So, um, you know, we're just all very lucky for a lot of things. All right. Where, uh, where can they follow, where can they follow you at? Yeah. So it's the onc doc, uh, the ONC doc, um, 
had my big run on TikTok uh, at first, but now I've signed with Instagram and and I have like a contract with Real, so I'm putting more content on there. Okay. And then um, and then I have a startup, Doctorpedia.com, where basically it's totally free. And if you have a question about anything, I mean, gallbladder surgery, breast surgery, you know cataracts whatever you you type it in and then you'll see videos made from specialists from around the country at major academics and these harvard yale it's all free two minute videos you can learn all kinds of stuff and if you do drpedia.com slash cancer that's where i'm the chief medical officer i have like video journeys from top to bottom in every cancer type what staging means the tumor types the biopsies the treatments chemo education and again i just i know for a fact i've seen firsthand with more education makes big things you know makes scary things a little less scary um so i'm hoping that is something that's resourceful for people everywhere that yeah, don't so get that like in the doctor's office go on and ask questions yeah no i mean you type it in and we already have the videos made like so like whatever it is anemia iron deficiency you know should i get you know i don't know wisdom whatever it is yeah. we have a bunch of different doctors that answer it and you can see what kind of uh topic that they're addressing and watch the videos and you're learning from people again from yale and this that and the other and wow. and uh we just wanted to democratize education there's some communities that get five minutes with their doctor mm -hmm. others that get 30 or 60 minutes so here's a way to be able to give all the information we're seeing in our clinics but on the on a you know on a platform that's free and accessible and what's that called again it's doctorpedia like wikipedia but doctor mm -hmm. p-e-d-i-a awesome all right do you have any other projects coming i know you talked about another podcast yeah, so I'll be the host of two podcasts uh, this year. One is Target Cancer. Um, it's based out of LA, and it basically we're we're teaching cancer stuff, but we also have like people and social media influencers that are kind of friends of mine that I know from there sharing their stories. It's just kind of to really hopefully get a sense of community and learn things and and support each other. And then I should be doing one for Laurel Road where, you know, a lot of medical people, we don't know much about financial stuff at all. So it took a lot for me to learn. So Laurel Road, part of KeyBank, has a segment for Laurel Road for doctors where they just want to, like, really make sure that that stuff's taken care of. And in all the process, I learned it. I just want to share it so that, you know, residents and med students, uh, when they're driving, can just get this information. Because I'm sure it's in the back of your brain stressing you out. And instead mm -hmm. now you just kind of address it and tick it off the list. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. And I did want to mention I'm super excited. So I started a new clinic along with my wife at Mary Bird Perkins Cancer yes. Center, which is partnered with Baton Rouge General. So uh, we're on the fourth floor up there. We're just so excited to be able to continue to care for, you know, the Baton Rouge uh, community. And uh, was a big reason we came back. So awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. Yeah. Glad Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for going beyond the chart. Follow Baton Rouge General on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for behind the scenes, upcoming episodes, and more. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review.